Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, the podcast for parents of young children. And we want to share your stories and all those crazy, contradictory feelings that come with being a parent. We believe in you. You got this, even on the craziest of days. And you are most definitely not alone. Hey, listeners. The host of this podcast wants you to celebrate the messiness of life with kids. That means we don't need an expert to explain our kids to us. We just need to sit back so we can truly see, hear, and love our kids. My family has been lucky enough to attend B'nai Torah, where Karen's enthusiasm and joy for all aspects of parenting has been a breath of fresh air and always gives us hope that we can do it. Karen Deerwester believes that when we see, hear, and love the messy moments of life with kids, we're able to give our children everything they need. Karen has been a teacher, author, and a leader in early childhood education for decades. And there is nothing, nothing that doesn't make sense if we take time to connect with each child exactly where they are and right where we are with all of our messiness too. Here's today's podcast. Hi, I'm Jane Berger, and next to me is Stacy Bloss. We are parents of B'nai Torah in Boca Raton, Florida, and are so incredibly fortunate that our children get to interact and learn from Miss Karen Deerwester. In fact, I can't imagine anyone not absolutely adoring Karen. While our children are lucky to have Miss Karen in their corner, encouraging and supporting their highs and lows, as parents, we may be even luckier to get Miss Karen's positive vibes, calming hugs, high energy, and endless parenting knowledge and inspiration. We are constantly picking Karen's brain for all of the good stuff she has up there. But in recent conversations, we realized there's so much more that we don't know about the real Karen Deerwester. We want to know about the real Karen. (laughs) I'm so scared. And so, (laughs) we decided it was time to turn around the microphone and place Karen on the other side of the square table. We've asked parents what they most want to know about Karen and selfishly included lots of our own questions. Here is Karen is Sharon. Karen, Karen, to be fair, we are giving you one free pass on any question of your choosing. <laughs> Use it wisely. You ready? I have full edit power. <laughs> no, I, okay, I'm in. I'm all in. All right. Okay. So 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 we have control. surveyed the people, and they have some very important questions. Okay. <sighs> Lindsay Nyberg wants to know, how you developed such a passion for learning and teaching others about children's development, and if there was a particular event in your life you can point to that you believe led you down this path. Huh. There's two answers to that. Oh, see? It's going to be hard. So the easy, the big answer, and, and I know I saw some of these questions on Facebook, I was never an education student. I was a philosophy PhD student in UMass Amherst. Well, look how that worked out, because I was a philosophy student, <laughs> no too. Way. So I'm in the back of the department. <laughs> in an, let's just embellish the Karen image a little bit. In an MG convertible, three weeks to the end of the first year of PhD, and I went, I'm going to work with kids. I'm leaving the department. And that was my Oprah aha moment because I'd never babysat. I never was around kids, nothing. So someone said to me, when you don't know what to do, what do you do? You go volunteer. So I volunteered in in an incredible school in Northampton, Massachusetts, worked under my favorite mentors in the world. And then I came to Florida and, and, and I'm working in a preschool 
where it's the wild, wild west. Like, no one knows what they're doing compared to New England. <laughs> no one. It's 1984. <laughs> so I'm in a school. Within six months, they asked me to be a director. I'm like, what do, what do I know? I'm taking classes at FAU because I know I know nothing. And, and since I don't know anything, I make a parent board. And so I am like, I need parents to support me and help me and collaborate. No one else is doing that. And so when Broward Schools was looking for to start a Mommy and Me <coughs> program called Amanda's Place, 1986, I go, I know nothing about babies. I've never worked with babies. And there it all started. But it was magic. It was exactly where I was supposed to be. It was exactly where I always wanted to stay. Oh, and you and, certainly and you have did it. <laughs> created quite a legend. Crazy, so, crazy. So why why a Jewish program? So now that's a really good question. And how's that? How's working part? How's working as part of a Jewish program changed the way of teaching? If it has, it, it's it's so magnificently extraordinary. So ten years, I'm working um, with Broward County Schools in the Amanda's Place program. We started it where it's running very successfully. My administrator is leaving the program. And I'm like, well, I can't stay in a bureaucracy because I'm not a bureaucracy person. Um, we never would have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's leaving, I switch programs to a family literacy program, have an amazing year um, in a pre-K family literacy program. But then we think we're moving to Atlanta. So... Um, my first husband says, um, what do you want to do? How and many husbands are there? Two. So um, he says, do you want And to- maybe a current boyfriend? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Didn't even see. This is why we needed Surprise! this. Surprise! Yeah. It took a long time to get to uh, to this spot, but yeah. Um, yes. So She's um, blushing for everybody who can't see. <laughs> we, so, may, we may get back to that. Then we decide but. we're going to open family time in, in Atlanta. But he ends up staying down here as a regional director, so I open family time in Coral Springs, Wilson University, next to Pediatric Associates. And it wasn't Jewish at that was point? was not Jewish. Okay. It's family time. It's, it's just straight up. Um, but, of course, we had a large Jewish population because it's South Florida. I've got my kids. Coral I've Springs got Amy Weissman <laughs> as a mommy in the program with her, first ki- with her first son. Well, we wanted to know how you and Amy met. We so. met when Brian was a baby. And was it love at first sight? Everybody of needs to know. Of course. Of course. We're not surprised. I knew it was love at first it sight. It's, and Amy is, of course, the person who tells me to come here. So what happens is that's, <laughs> that's running for seven years. And, and Pediatric Associates then wants to expand into my spot. And I will say, I did not love having a brick-and-mortar business. Um, when we had two classrooms, birthday parties on the weekend, we had um, my gym across the street. I mean, we were rocking the world, 95 to 2002. And um, so I'm like, you know what? It, it just felt really Amy was there with you then? Amy was a mom. Amy did not teach so with me. So it was just okay. you at the time? No. I had uh, nine teachers. Oh, Nine okay. teachers and the whole, the whole works. So, of course, Sandy Goodman, whose admissions at North Broward, was one of my teachers. Um, Karen Forrester from, from B'nai Israel, one of my teachers. Hmm. Leah Denicio that went. I mean, you've practically trained everybody. all of the professionals yes. in the Tri-County area. All of my, when I, so I closed because I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take a two-year sabbatical year, start writing books, start, in, start working on the consulting, start doing all this other stuff. And um, 
all my teachers went to other places and people would call me like, they, they're doing your program, they're doing your program. And I found myself a little card that said, riches of the heart cannot be stolen. And it was like, you know what? They can take all that they want to take. It's all great. If I ever come back, which I said I was going to reopen, I will come back with new magnificent things because I'm different. I'm growing. I'm changing. And I'm and in love with this. Hmm? And you're the program. Well, you know, Amy's the program as and, well. And well, of Amy's course. Amy's the program as well. So, so what happens is, I at that moment, I'm doing consulting for... Um, um, North for um, Holy Cross Hospital. We're doing a mommy, a, a Mother's Day event, and I am crawling around on the floor, and I look at a little baby's eyes, and I was like, I miss looking in those eyes. Like I'm not a mom. Yeah, I'm I'm the non-mom in the in and non-Jewish in the Jewish program good <laughs> doing parenting. You're a mom to all of us. Imagine. So I I'm like I've got to go back, and I knew well, I did because let's let's talk about that for just a second because. You say, you know, and Jane said you're like kind of the mom to all of us. We see you as our teacher just as much as we imagine the kids see you as their teacher. Thank you. Um, because that's, I mean, that's what you do. I mean, you've taught all, all of, of us. us. You've taught a whole seemingly generation <laughs> of of Bre- North Broward and South Boca moms, it won't be how to be parents. My babies are back with babies. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, truly. So thank you. So I know I want to go back. Nancy Goldstein had also hired me to do consulting here, because again, this is an enormously professional program. So I called and I said. Uh, oh, well, the, the crunchy granola. I know some of the stuff that's been going on. I laid on my yoga bolster and I said, what do I want to do with my life? That's I exactly go? how I picture you <laughs> making that decision. And, and, and I said, meditation, call, yoga. Call Nancy, see how things are going. And I said, I just want to check on, on your mommy and me teacher. And she said, We've, she left two days ago. I said, then I have, then I'd like, then I have, I'd like to talk to you about a, a proposition. And two days later, I was in the executive director's office, and we were creating a way for me to come here to bring family time, to bring here. family time here. And and we agreed and knew it would be a Jewish early childhood program. And why do I love Jewish early childhood? Because Jewish early childhood is the most magnificent early childhood anywhere in the world. The, the, to be a part of a community, you know, to, to stay here and watch these children go through school and to be raised with Jewish values, to have Shabbat on Friday, to ha- for me to learn a whole new curriculum. How did you learn? You're, you're a better Jew than I am. Thank you for saying so. <laughs> I mean, I, I will tell you, I get really self-conscious about, is it okay? But the rabbis here and everyone here has made me feel so welcome and so nurtured, and they are happy to teach me. But you know, it's a I beautiful... was surprised we didn't get the question, is Karen Jewish? And then I came across why this morning. And the why is because everybody nobody thought. had even considered that you might not everybody, be. Everybody, I went last night to a mom's night for my older one's class. And somebody said something. And they said, she's not Jewish? And it was like this, the like a revelation. Well, yeah, like, what, what do you when mean? When Rabbi Steinhardt did his podcast, he was like, so let's Jewish talk to about me. you not being Jewish. And how do, what, what do parents think? And I said, I don't have a neon sign over my door. <laughs> not Jewish, not Jewish, not Jewish. But but I love No, learning. when the crunchy hippie makes everyone think <laughs> right? you're Jewish. <laughs> I love you. But anyways, it's just been a wonderful way for me to grow, for me to go deeper into what I love experiencing for children and for families. 
So, Jamie Ringel wants to know, what attributed to having you having become such a legend? <laughs> I don't, and we all would have used the word legend, too. <laughs> Everyone seems to use the word legend, but it's true. You're not just a teacher. You don't just teach the kids. You don't just write. You don't just speak. You don't just teach the parents. You've sort of become this thing, right? Bigger than you. So what made you go from teacher to legend? Uh, Here's an answer for all the teachers out there who, you know, this is a field where it's very hard to have a sustainable career. And I knew very early on that I didn't want to grow into administration or those other things. I like hands-on. So I needed to keep amusing myself. I needed to find ways to grow. And you guys teach me every single day. So maybe it's because you guys keep challenging me. You guys keep <laughs> making me ask what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Um, so I get to keep growing, which is what I would want for every teacher out there in the world. Don't ever, ever, ever think that it's just a job. If you love it and you tap into this passion and you care, it, there's no end to the, to that joy. And somebody posted that on Facebook for Teacher Tom. I mean, it's just joy. It's just joy and magic. So, so what do you wish that parents knew? What's the one thing that you wish parents knew? I think the best frame of it for me now is see me, hear me, love me. You know, it's see me, hear me, love me for your child, to see your child, to connect with your child, um, and to see yourself and honor that exactly where you are. The other thing is, if I, if I could change one thing for, for mothers in particular, and I think it's going to happen for dads, is, is please, if there was a way to just get rid of the guilt. If I had magic fairy dust, I would take that guilt that says, there's, if there's anything about this that's not, that feels not enough, like, you guys are so much more than enough. Now this sounds like every conversation we have with Amy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Shayna Yeslow has some very important questions. Um, she needs to know if you sit or squat. <laughs> she needs to know, and I don't blame her. I got that question as well from Jill Smith. So I sit. So the ladies want to know. I sit, and except when I was in Europe, and I went into that bathroom, and I went, "What? That's where I put my feet? <laughs> what?" And, and oh wait, wait, you want you want crazy? And yes. so I was on. Um, I love hiking, and I love long distance hikes. And so one time I was on a hiking trip through Tuscany, and and they're like, and there's the bathrooms to the right, and I'm like, I see trees. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like 40 years old, and I'm like, this is the first time I've ever gone to the bathroom outside. Really? I know, that's I so find that yeah. very hard to it, believe. It's, it's so not. I mean, it was like the discovery of my life. Like, I should have been doing this all my life. And so when I saw <laughs> our little... To go yeah. When I saw our little <laughs> girls having the pee contest on the ocean beach, I was like, yeah, why didn't I know that growing up? <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. That's a good point. point. And, you know, we let the little boys do that all the time. So to have little girls doing that at the beach is amazing. And so everybody... And when we talk about... Well, so we talk about a lot of times the differences developmentally, because there are some developmental differences in speed and all those things with boys and girls. Everybody needs to know who you prefer. Everybody knows you must have a favorite... 
Boys or girls? Boys or girls. Ages or stages? We've got all of those questions, uh, so tell us everything. You know, it's like... It's wh- got to be boys, I say. It's But girls. Jane only has girls. girls. We've got team boy and it's team like, girl what's here. your favorite food? You know, it's... I can't and, ask oh, me that. It would be everything. Because it's everything. Exactly. It's <laughs> everything and everyone. And here's what you know about me, is that any moment, any given moment in any given classroom... There's going to be this magic that happens, and every one of your children has shared that with me. And every child, whether it's the child that takes me months to get to know, or whether the child that walks in first day and says, here I am, um, maybe, and I, you know I say it in classes, 18 months is my favorite age. I love that opposition stage. You know, I love the babies, and I love the magic, and I love all that brain development, I mean, so I'm, what does that 18 month look like that you attitude? <laughs> attitude. Give me attitude. Okay, so, what the parents are dreading yeah. is your favorite. It's my celebration. No doubt. No doubt. But it's, and that's true for every age. You know, when, when it's the struggles that I love, it's Only the part you. that makes yeah. us crazy it's that every, you love. I love it all. I think you are so lucky to be able to to go on this journey with these crazy kids. We're lucky to have you on the journey with us. So many people have asked what some what's something that you see parents doing that you immediately want to correct but don't say anything. So whether it's a pet peeve or just something that you see that, that the parents are doing that you wish you could <laughs> jump in and say, no, no, stop right there. You Freeze. Know, don't do the that. Right way. But the best way, I should say. Well, it's the frustration. It's it's the it's the why is my child doing this to me now? <laughs> and, and, and it's and I just want to take that deep breath and hug you and say, really, 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 look, there's fairy dust in that. Yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah, and and is it phones? You know, the cliche is phones, but um, but I love that you capture the moments. I just. No, okay, okay. The, the you can do it. Yeah, yeah. You, the the pet peeve. It's when you it's when you talk when your children are doing something <laughs> magnificent, and and whether it's like talking at, if we're doing a story time, and I see a child's eyes connecting in a certain way, or I see two children side by side doing something they've never done before or something that's ex- that's that's curious or experimental for them and the same thing happens in circle time like I don't mind when you're when you're if it's like playtime and I'm like look what's just happening here I can shout out but if I'm doing circle time or I'm doing the story and something magical is happening and you guys can't see it then I'm like oh, I want you to see it all but do but I can't get upset because I also know you need the connection you have with each other in classrooms. Well, there are mommy and me's. Um, I think Nova Southeastern in particular, where they ask parents not to bring their phones, it, you know, out of the bags where they leave all the bags. Yes. Have you considered that? Um, two reasons. One is I love that you get to take the photos. Um, for working parents, mm-hmm. I respect that you might have to work a little bit and be and be multitasking. If you're waiting for an important call, you know, I just think that I I think there's enough magic in our classroom that you're that you're getting a great deal out of it, even with those phones. Also, 
I will say we did have a class once. They know who they are. And, and it was a transition class with nine boys and two girls. And the first two weeks was like, whoa, this is like a crazy energy. I couldn't figure it out. So I said to AIM, I'm going to ask everybody to put their phones away for a bit. And because I just need to get to, to read the situation. We, we, had, we had everybody put their phones away. The moment went into detox. <laughs> they actually had withdrawal symptoms. And it was painful for them. So it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Changing, changing topics. Do you have a favorite student? <laughs> Jessica Lippman. Yeah, Jessica, Jessica Lippman wants, wants to, to know, know if it's Jackson. If it's Jackson. <laughs> and I want to know if you have favorite parents. This is going to be a political answer, isn't it? Well, how can I? I love you all. I love you all. You don't have favorite children. Of course you do. Five <laughs> minute. I have favorite children. Okay, but here's... And, it, and now it constantly it changes. changes. It constantly changes. But of course I've got favorites when one's being a jerk and one's being lovely. And, and you'd probably like my jerk better in that moment. Right. And I prefer my lovely child and in that moment. And that's the beauty of, of being in a parent-child <clears throat> class or a mommy and me program is sometimes... Sometimes, sometimes we're even tired of kids. Sometimes, sure. And those are the days we might talk, we, we really enjoy being with the grown-ups. Yeah, we get to be in the best of whichever world. We get to work in two different worlds. So we have it all. So we know family time spans like a two-year age group, mm-hmm. um, even more when you include Sunday class. Yes. And so we want to know if you have to give up all the family time classes, but one, because we know each of the classes is different. <laughs> Which class are you keeping? Whether it's powerful me, <laughs> Sunday. You, 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 I refuse. You have to pick a favorite class. We need to know. Is it transition? It's is it active Sunday power? Class. Is it discover me with we the six-week-olds? Well, we... We know we it's know not it's Sunday. Not Thank God we have Amy to keep us. <laughs> no way. Thank God we I, have Amy to keep us. I so defiantly which, refuse to give well, up. Well, it sounds like it's probably transition because of the eighteen because of the age the age range. Okay, so you don't have right. to give up. You just have to pick a favorite. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I wish. I wish our listeners could see your face right now. <laughs> it's like you want to cut off my eyes. eyes. It's, it's like you want to cut off a part of my. You cannot. No. So you can't pick a favorite class. I will not give okay, up. Okay, what about what's your best I moment? I want more, not less. So no. what's your best moment you've ever had in a class? Sorry, that was Stacy's actual question. <laughs> There's too many. There's too many. There's, I can't, I can't, I can't. I Can you give us a few of your favorite class moments that, that stick out to you? I mean, look at, every, every, you know, watch on Facebook. Every time I post a series, you know, okay, so, so one of the first series, remember Eli last, a year ago in the, su- in the Sunday class when he said, when he went to dump all of the finger paint, and you were like, <laughs> Eli, you may not do that. And I was like, back off, Stacy. <laughs> he is getting it. And then I got these close-up pictures of him fully engaged and going. That's what it is. But it's every day. Every week, every year for 30, 
<clears throat> there's some swear words in there. <laughs> Years. So you do so, curse because so the people want to know. Never in front. Never does it even occur to me in that classroom. For some reason, I go through like a filter when I walk through that door <laughs> or something because it's not even. I don't even have to withhold it. But for all those <clears throat> years, never. But what happens in the classrooms is some a child always goes in, with an activity in a direction or a moment that I could have never expected or anticipated. And those are the priceless moments. It's it's when 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 your daughter was on the slide and you were like, when she get off the slide? And I'm like, shut up. Okay. So okay, so maybe maybe I do get impatient with you with you guys when you want your children to be somebody other than who they are. And I feel like that your kids are in full reveal being exactly who they are. And it's like Look, 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 see who they are watching, taking it all in. Now, I mean, I got 10 for each of you. For, <laughs> how, 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 there can't be favorite moments. You know, yesterday, the, what I put on Facebook yesterday, Allie in the tunnel. You know, those kids. Uh, what watching, a lovely thing to have infinite favorite I moments. Know, watching right? a child put one finger on an ice ball. You know, watching <laughs> watching them scratch into into the shaking sand. And, and I know exactly who knows who, who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. The sand picture. It just goes on and on and on. Throwing, throwing, conf- throwing shredded paper in the air, through the room, toilet paper from one end to the other. My favorite moments are messy. But my favorite moments are also quiet. Those are my scariest moments. The messy I know. Moments. But it's also the quiet. It's it's watching a child. You know, I watch somebody. Quiet sounds on, like disaster on, on in my Wednesday, house. <laughs> holding a pot, transition class, got the ketchup, put some of that in, then went to the condiments, put some, I mean, very methodically. It's the, it's the why is this magical? Because I get to watch kids discover themselves, each other, and the world every single day. Do you get tired of kids? Oh, um, well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do, but we have to live with them. But it's, you I know, mean, but to live with not, them? Not, in <laughs> fam- not in family time because it's short. I mean, right. y- it's too right. short. But when I'm on vacation with my niece and nephew and each of their two families, three, three little girls and a boy, I mean, I can't wait. You know, I just want to send the parents away and, like, I'll just hang with them. You know, and, yeah, and then we take the roller coaster ride and we put it by my pool. But but most of all, I want to be there for wake up and for bedtime because that's when the magic, you know, like, I can make the, the fun magic. and I will go anywhere with them. But. It's the bedtime and the and the and the and the wake up time that you know it's just it's just us. Yeah. I thought Kimberly Crams had a wonderfully uh, put question. We as parents and as parents that are right on this sort of border generation, we who are parents, you know, in our in our mid thirties up to forties, we are always continually told by a a lot of people, our parents' generation and everyone else in the world, what a terrible job we're doing with our children and how we are ruining parenting. But Kim wants to know in what ways you see that our generation 
is doing better in You're parenting. Doing, you've got this in the most powerful ways possible. So for those who know me professionally, I have been going around the country doing how to connect with millennial parents for the last seven years. And, and ever since I wrote Entitlement Free. So shameless plug. Okay. <laughs> but what happens is you guys... I mean, you you have more stress than ever before. You're in the fishbowl. You're in an accelerated world of changing information. But you have relationships with each other. You have a groundedness that the last generation did not have. They did rely on experts. You said, sorry, we can't trust you experts. You know, we cannot trust that you won't change your mind 99 times and we can't guarantee that you aren't promoting your own agenda. So the world is not a trustworthy world. So you are now going back into something within yourselves, but even better when, when our, our generation says, why don't you just trust your gut? And you're like, because I can't find my gut in this <laughs> because the world is more quicksand and topsy-turvy than the old, more predictable world, you found each other. You found each other in deep and profound ways. And you are t- you take so much responsibility for doing it well. Now, is that harder than ever? It is. The other thing you do that is so magnificent is you have dads or, or co-parenting partners that absolutely share this in, a, in, a, in an extended family way. So what happens is... I mean, dads are going to feel guilt in ways that they've never felt guilt before. They are hands-on. I, I mean, I remember the first shocking moment when I was putting out a texture for a crawling class, and I put it out, and the mother said, I can't like give this to my child because dad has to be here for the first time. He has this avocado or whatever. And I was like, what? You have to wait for dad? And um, so dads are hands-on. Dads will know these children from infancy on, it's gonna be it's gonna be rock star. You're well, making a better world in every possible way. And we've we've talked about that. You teach the kids, you teach us, but we know you also write and speak. If what is your favorite topic to speak about when you lecture? Because you travel and you do lecture. Yeah, um, it's it's see me, hear me, love me, and how do you help people? Find that connection to the moment and to each developmental stage. Well, now I'm developing this as I speak. It's celebrating the messiness of life with kids. I mean, that's on my website. That's that's the byline of everything I do. And I want to celebrate the emotional messiness, the physical messiness, the unpredictability, the chaos. Yeah, I, I want that all. We walk into classes and are routinely shocked because somehow, with the million of little children running around, you know everybody's name. How is that possible? And Jane wants to know how that's possible. (laughs) You've got to have a trick. You've got to have something. I do. Because you know what? I have a. It's official. She's Superwoman. No, no, no. For sure, everyone's right. Amy's even better with the names. Ilana Ostrov told us you are amazing and you are amazing (laughs) that we should not disturb the amazing. No, no, and and, but and I have that you know that late in life disease where I lose proper names. (laughs) So then I have to say to Amy, well, you know, the mom that's the attorney that blah da 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 and has the little girl with the who always wore the pink bow. No, I mean sometimes I have to do. So she's saying she forgets Sammy's name all the time. Yes, (laughs) I'm pretty sure she just. No, that's somebody from 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> it is be- it is awkward like 15 years later to run into somebody in a restaurant and I do need help. 
But you walk into class and you know know them them all. I'll know who they were. I'll remember their stories, but I won't. I won't always remember. Well, and it's hard because to all of us, you're one, but to you, we're a lot. We're a lot. I mean, for example, this morning, before you came here this morning, Jane, we were out on the purple couches, and and my big guy, who's four, wanted to go talk to Miss Karen. Well, as soon as he wanted to go talk to Miss Karen, another one wanted to talk to Miss Karen, and then another. And all of these children know and love Miss Karen, and they can't. So next minute, I turn around. Karen's gone from the couch. She's in the middle of a pre-K class that are all gathered around her. All They all want her attention and she remembers them like it's we're still in like we're still in transition class I mean as a parent it's It's amazing how how perfect of a life is that (laughs) how perfect of a life is that it's thank you for letting me be here we have a few last questions before we wrap up and they may not be important to you but they seem very important to the people like okay rapid fire how do you like your eggs cooked (laughs) Well, I love eggs Benedict, but mostly I'll just go with scrambled. Do you cook for yourself? Yeah. Do what's, you, what's your favorite drink? Uh, Alcoholic drink. Alcoholic oh, Sorry, I had to cut well, Kim Crams, I got that in there for you. Yeah. Now you're going to get that's the answer. More than two hands, because I, <laughs> I have favorite drinks everywhere around the world. But I will go with, here's a plug. Everybody go to, they, won't, they don't even make it anymore. But Casamaya in Deerfield does made a drink once called Smoke and Sand. And it's mezcal tequila with some pineapple juice, maybe a little vanilla. Also, El Camino has one. I love mezcal. That's smoky tequila. But There I'll, you go, Kim Crams. You're right. getting your answers right now. What's your hidden talent? Who <laughs> <laughs> um, was that from? I, Shana. Oh, Shana. Yes, Lo, want yeah. to know your hidden talent. I, I can move my pinky toes without moving the rest of the toes. Huh. Now I'm under the table. Uh, yeah, I, as am I. Is everybody else? I don't think, I, I didn't know that was possible. I practiced it for years as a child. What is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Very first thing. Um, it's not a trick. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, go, I have coffee immediately. I do, I do nothing without How coffee. How many cups of coffee during the day? Uh, two in the morning, and then um, another two-cup mug around 3, 4 o'clock. I would have guessed closer to 20. So yeah, that's exactly. Amazing. That's amazing. So where does this energy come from? I have a lot. You know, all of you with active, impulsive, act, you know, if you have kinesthetic, crazy kids, just celebrate it. We you don't might, like to sit. We don't like to sit. You might be part toddler. I am. I am. I am. You might be part toddler. I am inside a two-year-old and a 12-year-old. Do you think you were a difficult child? Maybe that's how yeah. you can identify with the difficult children. I think I have. I was a. I was a difficult child on the inside who learned to be very oh, compliant because I, I learned to do what was so, proper, so that's interesting why I and out so of it. opposite of who you are now. And I was very sensitive. I was a crybaby, 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 crybaby. When we do temperament, everybody knows I don't have an easy bone in my body. I was difficult. I was intense. Zero to sixty. I was overreactive. I was. So what um, you're saying is I there's hope change. for all of our right. children who so are like are that. Are you sensitive now? And I'm slow to warm up. I love to watch. To, mm-hmm. I love watchful moments. I love to take it all in before I jump in. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, we don't see that. Yeah, it's very don't interesting. We you don't see learn, that. And that's my mission, because all kids can learn. That's who we are when we're transparent as littles. And then we learn adaptations and strategies to compensate for strengths and weaknesses. And it's all fine. We can all become socially acceptable for those times when we need to be. What is your favorite child's toy for you? We know your favorite child's toy for children because we get your lists around Hanukkah. But we're talking about the ramp, the ramp, that that wooden, we call it our half pipe. I mean, anything that rocks and moves, I mean, even that slide. I mean, I want to be hanging upside down. I want to be, you know, on a trapeze. I want to be something physical. What's one thing you've done that you'll never do again? Shana, you're like on fire with these questions. Shana's got some good questions. Shana wants to know that. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to say what's your every, biggest regret. But what no, have you no, done most, that you won't do again? Most everything I'll do again. I mean, I. I <laughs> she crazy? I mean, yes. yes, I've been She's skydiving. Yes, oh, I mean, yes, I've done deep sea diving. I mean, the trapeze. I prob. I might not do that again. But I loved it, and I. Well, I don't know. I mean, I want to do it all again. What haven't you done yet that you still want to do? But have I you mean, done everything? No, no, I know. I mean, the we know you're an adventurer. That. I know the answer to that. We want to know one thing you haven't done that you want to do. One place you want to go, you I wanna, haven't I, been. I want to walk the, uh, the the Camino in Spain. I mean, I, I do want to walk the, the the one month Camino Santiago. I I mean, I've I've hiked the Pyrenees. I want to see the Northern Lights. Um, crazy physical thing I want to do I mean I I absolutely need to I mean I've done I've done bungee on not from a bridge um yeah I mean just put it out there I'll do it all one sentence for each of these favorite best advice for working parents best advice for sorry for working moms for stay-at-home moms and best advice for dads for working moms your kids are so proud of you don't don't compare don't measure don't look at where the places you can't be you you have the right people you need to 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 be your extension and let it go i was raised by a working mom you know oh my gosh you know bring in the support people but let all those other people do things their way what was the next one sorry uh best advice for staying for working moms from home what's the best what's the i i don't know what's the pc way what's to the call PC them terminology for, stay at home uh, moms um, work from home work from moms home. no i think for it's moms stay moms. Moms. for moms unpaid unpaid moms, <laughs> unpaid moms. <laughs> <laughs> the job in the world so um, look i couldn't do it i couldn't it, do so. it it's the hardest job in the world hmm. i mean for everybody it's and, and this goes. This, does, this is another answer to the question of what I want to say when I'm out there doing workshops for everybody, because it's part of what I'm doing for New York next week. How do you know what you need, and how do you know what your kids need? You know, whatever, however you do this, figure out your own identity. There's no way to do this the way somebody else says you should, and and you have to embrace what really matters to you. And and one of the saddest things I ever heard in my life was in 1995. And it was a mom who was in a baby, baby, baby class with a with a three-month-old. And we said, we had like an icebreaker question on what's your biggest worry? And her worry was that the baby wasn't gonna take over the family business. And it was like, no, no, no. Like, how <laughs> how have you written his life story already? So and and that mom also was was kind of 
stressed. She was like, I'm stressed. I have everything, including workout time, manicure time, pedicure time, nannies, and, and, and I'm still unhappy. And it was like, if you feel that unhappiness, go find your happiness. You yeah. don't have to be unhappy because you don't have to do this anybody else's way. Yeah. And so then we just have left your advice for dads. And then we have our one last question. Dads, make mom happy. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We didn't pay her to say that, dads. But, but there's a but. I mean, we know that if mom's happy and, and that, that relationship between you two, I mean, how, do you, how will children treat, each other, treat other human beings is based on mom and dad's relationship, is based on the adult relationships that they're witnessing. So love each other, take care of each other, nurture each other. However, uh, don't be afraid. You know, it's that cliche that I always say, we only teach ourselves. So dad also still has to, has to do things dad's way. But, but, but be really respectful of mom because she's laying her heart out there wide open every day. So in the end, we have to know how have you got this? <laughs> you ask us, we have to ask you. I get it's 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 the journey that's never ever done. I mean, I want to say as you've all said, I don't have it. I really don't have it. I mean, I'm well. Like, none of us believe that. You know, so. I am watching you guys. I wish I was Mary Poppins. I watched the you previews are. for Mary Poppins. We're pretty sure you and are. Yeah, I saw because we think you might be part not human. <laughs> We're not sure what the other part is, but there's definitely some part of you that is not human. You know what? And all I can say is, I'm just so grateful now. I cry because I am just so grateful that you guys let me continue to do this for so many <laughs> decades <laughs> because how lucky am I and I'm getting old but but you guys make me feel young and your kids make me feel young and 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 I got this because I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna defy what the rules are about old people crawling around on the floors <laughs> with babies. And we'll see you all at the park later today. Love it. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, guys. And just to clarify the record, Shayna, I have never been arrested. <laughs> so that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to see me, hear me, love me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. That's with me, Karen Deerwester. And check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at, at FamilyTimeInc and Instagram at Karen underscore FamilyTime. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Lippman for the great intro. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song Listen. We are listening. See you next week.